Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode three of the Eli Azo Show. I'm your host, Eli Azo. Folks, I have commitment issues. Major, major commitment issues. But we made it three episodes deep. So thank you for rocking with me through all of this. I appreciate all the support. Uh, If you aren't following me on social media, please give your boy a follow at the Eli Azo. And regarding the last couple of episodes, hopefully for the last time, guys, I want to drop this, by the way. I don't care about Project Veritas and have no interest of responding to every one of their videos. But I had a family member come to me and say, well, what's wrong with what Project Veritas did as long as we're getting the truth? And that's the point, guys. We don't know if we're getting the truth. And if they're lying about one thing, why won't they lie about another? Hmm? How far do we go in the name of the greater good and exposing the liberal fake news? And who's to say what the greater good is? And the reason you can't trust what that dude is saying in those videos is the same reason strippers don't wear turtlenecks. It feels different. The fact that they're using sex changes everything. Anyway, moving on. I just got done reading Elon Musk's text messages. It was like 40 pages long. Read that shit like a Harry Potter book. Why is it so fun reading other people's private text messages? Every time I see my girl's phone just laying there, I want to grab it just to see what she's talking about. I don't even think it would be bad, like she's cheating or anything. I trust her. I just want to see what she's talking about with her dumbass friends. And it's no different with Elon, except his dumbass friends have billionaire before their name. Elon. I'm calling him out of his first name like we're bros. The way him and his friends talk about billions of dollars is the way I chat about my Chipotle order. This is a kind of wealth you and I will never know, folks. This is different. I'm not talking about a rapper doing the money phone on Instagram. Now, this dude got so mad at his comments, he was like, fuck it, I'll just buy Twitter and own my haters now. You realize how much of a flex that is, buying Twitter? One dude is going to own it. All of it, Twitter and social media, like it or not, is basically here to stay. It's going to be a part of our culture and society the same way radio was big during World War II. It's no longer just a game. It's how we get information from presidents, mayors, our favorite brands. And one guy is about to own all that. Imagine if it was a different medium. And that's what I was saying. Think about what we're saying here. You tell someone, yeah, he owns TV. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like a channel or a TV station? No, 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 no. All of it. Oh, like he owns the physical TV. You're talking about this television. He owns that. No, 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 no. 
He owns everything that the channel works on and everything the physical TV shows you. Yeah, that dude. He bought that. Not the phone or like CNN or the New York Times. No, he owns everything they're on. Oh, and he's still got billions left over. It's not like he's got to watch his spending this month. Which we can get into an entirely different conversation about if one person should have that much power. But you guys see what I'm saying. It's a different kind of rich. There's one exchange where the news of him potentially buying Twitter gets out. And this big time Goldman Sachs investment banker texts him saying a tech guy he represents wants to invest $5 billion in the company. And Musk responds to the banker. Does he even have three billion liquid? Yo, <laughs> three billion, bruh. Do you even have three billion like that? Stop wasting my time. You probably only got a few hundred million, bruh, which you broke ass. He talks to several billionaires, including the CEO of Twitter. You can even see their relationships start to deteriorate when Elon starts talking shit about the company. Apparently, the CEO didn't like when Elon tweeted, is Twitter dying? So he sent him a text message that it was bad for morale at the company. And that set Elon off. And he goes, what did you get done this week? I'm not joining the Twitter board. This is a waste of time. We'll make an offer to take Twitter private. Yeah, when Elon Musk asks what the hell you did this week, that's pretty much a conversation ender. I don't care who you are. That's like Tom Brady asking how many Super Bowl rings you got. Mic drop. At what point do you think he realized, oh shit, that means I'll be out of a job. No way he'll keep me as the CEO if he buys the company. That's got to be a crazy feeling. Immediately, you go from being one of the biggest tech executives to jobless. Because this dude bought a new toy for $40 billion. He knows Musk is not going to let him run his, tw his Twitter. If it's his Twitter, no chance Musk is letting you run it. See, that's the crazy thing. Even with like a Facebook or Instagram, there's a board and shareholders. It's not like Mark Zuckerberg has no one to answer to. Joe Rogan pops up in the most Joe Rogan way possible, by the way. I was curious to see what Rogan was saying, especially after reading some of the headlines that were like, Elon Musk talks to advisors, including Joe Rogan, about Twitter acquisition. And I think that was the Washington Post headline, actually. The most clickbaity shit. Joe Rogan actually says in the text messages, are you going to buy Twitter? If so, we should throw a big party. Rogan just wants to party with his billionaire friend. Can we talk about how the host of the biggest platform in the world just gets fucked up on the air? Go listen to some of those Protect Our Parks episodes of the JRE and tell me, these dudes aren't getting high as fuck. I don't see how they're able to do a show coherently. They're drinking, smoking. 
There's even episodes where Rogan talks about taking shrooms. And no one talks about it. Could you imagine Jay Leno or Johnny Carson getting blitzed out of their minds on the air? My favorite thing is when you're listening to them just getting fucked up and a Athletic Greens ad comes up and Joe Rogan goes, that's why I take AG1. Just one tasty scoop of Athletic Greens gives me 75 vitamins, minerals, and adaptogens. <laughs> what the fuck's an adaptogen? <laughs> Is this number three or four? Protect our parks. Four. Four? Four. 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 Gentlemen, come on. Hey, hey. We're fucking rolling here. We're rolling here, boys. Woo! Hey, mazel tov, dickless. <laughs> Here's the problems. Because <laughs> they're coming. <laughs> oh, that's strong. <laughs> all right, I'm keeping track. You guys always give me shit about not you drinking enough. You don't get fucked up at all. On this, this is dude. one cup of buffalo drink. You you've been partying with the, the Kreischer. Yeah. Oh. Has that both of you have been partying with no, the Kreischer? Yeah. In a rest of What are you guys going to? What is it? The sound quality? Yeah, it's great. No, 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 no. He's harder than it looks, right? Hip hop. You drink these many Bud Lights. Everybody's belligerent. Yeah. Everybody's sitting around being like, I could drink that many. I Here's know. a pedestrian trying. You're a warrior. <laughs> so belligerent. Uh, one, two, don't three, be four, sensitive. five, six, what a seven, nasty eight, joke, nine, dude. ten, eleven, twelve. I knew you were going to get nasty. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Even if you have the healthiest diet imaginable, it's, which is why I take Athletic Greens. Just one tasty scoop of AG1. At least we know... Rogan is the same way on and off his show. The private text messages were made public, by the way, as part of the discovery process in the lawsuit filed against Elon Musk for backing out of the deal. And I don't know how I feel about that, because it's like he didn't want to buy something. If you or I go to a car lot and think about buying a new Cadillac, go through the application process. But back out at the last minute, GM can't get mad and ask for money. We reconsider. But I guess what Twitter is saying is he did harm to the company and the public and cost the company money in the end. I'll tell you where these text messages could come back to hurt Elon. There's one conversation he's having with his brother about starting up a new Twitter by using cryptocurrency to ensure there's no spam bots. It's like this whole convoluted idea, an idea you would expect Elon Musk to have. But they could use that to show he was never interested in buying Twitter after all and just wanted to damage the company's stock before starting his own social media platform. It looks like he's going to go through with the deal after all. I wonder if some lawyers pulled him to the side and were like, dude, you got to buy it now. You can't be playing billion dollar games online, even though sometimes that's what it feels like him just trolling. Elon's a huge troll. Anyway, so that's back on. It seems like it'll be interesting to see what he does with the company. And since he will really run it the way he wants to, no questions asked. No more negative Elon Musk comments or you're kicked off Twitter. Anyway, we'll see what 
happens with that. I just had so much fun reading his text messages. But boy, it's been a tough week for us, hasn't it, fellas? First, Ime Udoka gets caught cheating on Nia Long. Nia fucking Long. For those who aren't big sports fans, Ime Udoka is the head coach of the Boston Celtics. He led a really young team to the NBA Finals last year. And you know how hard it is to go to the NBA Finals as a rookie coach, especially with a team that didn't look that strong heading into last season. But Udoka is looked at like the next big, great coach in the league. He was an assistant to Greg Popovich in San Antonio for several years and even won a ring with the Spurs. He then moved around the NBA as an assistant to several other big teams, including the 76ers and Nets. And that was before landing one of the biggest head coaching positions in Boston. And the guy ended up living up to the hype, guys. That usually doesn't happen when someone has that much hype around them and they live up to it. But Ime Udoka did. Talk about fucking killing it in life, dude. Your head coach of arguably the greatest franchise in NBA history, and you're banging Nia Long. Nia Long is my generation's Halle Berry, bruh. You have to remember, you have to remember, Halle Berry is kind of old. She was always hot. She was always hot. But we sort of looked at her like a Vivica Fox type. She was a dime. But looked at like the older, more seasoned woman. She had a few miles on her. And nobody trying to lock down Halle Berry with her old ass. I'd smash, but she may die. Leave me taking care of the kids. Fuck that. But Nia Long? Nah, she was it. I've been having dreams of Nia Long ever since I saw Debbie jogging in Friday. And then her with the short hair and fresh prints. Or even the Kanye West music video. That's Nia fucking long, bruh. And Ime Udoka fiancéed her. Even put a ring on it. It was so cute, too. Because she was always posting stuff on social. Supporting her man's team. She was so hot. Jumping up and down in a Celtics jersey during their playoff run last year. And then this happens. The Celtics have not released much information. Here's what we know. They suspended Ime Udoka for the entire 2022-2023 season for having what they call, quote, an inappropriate relationship with a female staffer. That's it. That's all they released. Apparently, it was consensual, but he was banging the team travel planner. And the rumor is she was married to someone within the organization. So it's really messy. But talking Nia Long moved all the way to Boston from the West Coast to be with him. And they have a son together, too. See, this is what I was talking about last episode, guys. A dude will do anything to get laid. Everything that gets us in trouble as men, it's because of our dick. You can always trace it back to our dick. Ime Udoka is on top of the fucking world. He's banging one of the hottest chicks alive, and still he gets caught 
with the team travel planner. They say she was involved in coordinating Nia Long's travel arrangements, too, and even may have helped move her to Boston. There's no pics of this travel planner anywhere, but you better be fine. You better be the hottest travel planner there is. Ime Udoka over here sacrificing it all, bruh. Now, here's the question I have for you all. Who's the bigger scumbag? Ime Udoka or the travel planner? For me, forget about it. It's not even close. And real quick, before we go any further, I'm talking about everything we know right now. I don't want some new information to come out later that someone was B2'd or forced into doing something they didn't want to. I'm talking about right now. It sounds like this was a consensual relationship between two adults. The answer to who is more dirty? No doubt. That's the travel planner, bro. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm going to tell you why it's the travel planner. She's allegedly married or in a relationship with someone else within the Celtics organization. And by the way, there's some incest-ass shit going on in Boston. Everyone with the Celtics just fucking each other. Anyway, she's married to someone within the organization. And now he got to come to work every day with everyone knowing she banged Ime Udoka. What's this dude do for the Celtics? What is he? Head of concessions? PR? What? Because unless the travel planner belongs to Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, he isn't higher up in the organization than Ime Udoka. And unless you've got like a superstar on your team, a LeBron, someone like that, the head coach is kind of the face of the organization. And they're in charge. They run things. So, they, you know. And I'm coming to work every day with all the players and everyone mad at me. Like, hey, man, take one for the team. And you're looking at them like, yo, you think I wanted him to bang my wife, bruh? The Celtics have a young team, too. They made it all the way to the NBA Finals and lost to a much more experienced and older Golden State Warriors team. But their future is bright. And then Ime Udoka has to go and screw everything up. Pun intended. The Celtics say the players were upset when they told them about the suspension. So, yeah, I would hate to have to come to work every day looking at everyone like, damn, this dude screwed it all up. I wonder how much money this dude cost himself. We're talking about millions. Again, I told you guys last episode, every time a man gets in trouble, it can be traced down to his penis. Ladies, it's a curse. Why did Ime Udoka have to fuck everyone at work? Well, first of all, you can never hire him again, right? I mean, the dude is banging everything with two legs within the organization. A married woman, bruh. You can't give him the keys to the ship if he's going to fly it that way. So the Celtics say they're suspending him for all of the upcoming season and then here's the weird thing. They say they will reevaluate everything after. Sounds to me like, hey, if we keep winning without you, we no longer need your ass. But no, they've essentially made him unhirable at this point, right? And let me ask you something. If the Celtics are saying this relationship was consensual, 
and he broke teen policy, then the two women he was hooking up with should be suspended too, right? I have so many questions because what they're saying just isn't adding up. Now, I know they've been very hush-hush about the women to protect their identities, which is good for them and their families because they didn't ask for any of this. And trust me, the team travel planner was not going to be ready for the amount of scrutiny and media attention that just came her way. But you best believe everyone within the Celtics organization now knows what was happening. Could you imagine? You find out your wife is cheating on you and you can't even escape that shit when you go to work. As soon as you walk in the building, you st- <laughs> as soon as you walk into work, you start wondering, okay, where did they have sex? Did they hook up here? They hook up behind the seats, behind the bleachers. I'd be paranoid as fuck. No way I could walk into that building. The Celtics say the players were upset when they told them about the suspension. Now everybody's looking at you like you're the reason they won't win a championship this season. Yeah, bro, no no matter how good of a coach he is, you just can't go there. At the end of the day, you're looking for a leader. The leader can't be banging my wife, bro. You can't be my head coach banging my wife. That's got to be the very least. Can I trust you to not bang my wife? No. Okay. Maybe this job isn't for you then. So, yeah, I know there's a power dynamic going on here. But if you ask me, the travel planner is way more foul. But hold on, ladies. I told you it's been a tough week for us fellas. You want to talk about someone who's dirty? Look no further than Adam Levine. So this TikTok thought, I get that's fucked up. No. So this TikToker, she's like one of these, uh, I hate the word influencer. I guess that's why I called her a TikTok thought because the word influencer is just so annoying. So this TikToker released some DMs from the lead singer of Maroon 5. And I got to say, this dude has no fucking game whatsoever. This is what happens when you're beautiful your whole fucking life and you don't need to develop any charisma or charm. The dude basically sounds like a 16-year-old. He's like, holy fuck, holy fucking fuck, fuck. You're so fucking hot, bro. This dude has no game at all. And then he kind of says, he says something like, so you're hot. I'm hot. Want to do something about it? That's basically how he max on this. That's the extent of his game. So the chick he was DMing is like this Instagram model. And as I was preparing for this show, I went back to look at her Instagram page. As research for the podcast, guys. And some important work that I do. Anyway, this chick just went straight back to posting thotty pics again. She barely took any time off before doing duck lips and booty shots again. And I also hate how she made herself the victim in that TikTok video she did. Sweetie, you knew what the fuck you were doing. You're an adult. 
and you wanted to fuck Adam Levine and you knew he was married. So you 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 live with that. But don't go posting his DMs and say, oh, I was so young and naive. You knew what the hell you were doing. And of course, five other chicks have now come out with receipts of Adam Levine creeping on their IG. Again, what sticks out to me is how this dude just has no fucking game at all. Getting chicks must have been so easy for this dude. One chick he was hitting on was like this fitness instructor or something. And she says he always loved booty pics of her. And the way it started was one day he responded to one of her stories. And this was someone who didn't have a ton of followers. So imagine out of the blue one day she gets a message from Adam Levine. And he says something like, leg day, huh? Very important. And that was how he started the conversation with her. <laughs> this dude with this corny ass boy band never had to learn how to talk and woo a woman. See, I think an entire generation is growing up like this. But they won't have the good looks like Adam Levine to fall back on. That's the sad part. These kids are growing up with social media and dating apps, so they never develop communication skills. All they have to do is swipe right or send a girl a DM. No rejection to worry about. You never have to work on your personality or, or try to be funny. Nothing. Nothing. Rejection sucks. But that's how guys develop some charm. You know how many times I've been rejected in my life? It sucks. I'd rather get punched in the face than turned down by someone I have a crush on. Go ahead. You can literally kick me in the face. Just don't tell me you don't like me, please. And like me back. I hate being told I'm not good enough. But that shit made me better. And if I'm being completely honest, I've never been good at just picking a girl up, like meeting at a bar or club and going home and hooking up. That's never happened to me. Everyone I've ever hooked up with or been in a relationship with someone I knew or had some sort of relationship with. So that's why I had to learn how to make someone attracted to me by giving me their attention. I had to charm them with personality. It taught me how to talk to the opposite sex without being nervous and shedding my pants. It was a good life lesson, something you need to learn, by the way. I remember once when I was really young, I was talking to Megan Flowers. Shout out to Megan Flowers. Oh, did I have a crush on Megan? I was probably 10. And I remember Megan Flowers. And I were waiting on the bus and I could feel the fucking sweat pouring down the back of my leg. It's all I could pay attention to as she was talking was the bottom half of my body soaking wet. And here I am waiting forever for this fucking bus to arrive. And I'm drenched in my own bodily fluids because I want to kiss Megan Flowers and I want her to like me. And after that, I was like, okay, 
I need to have some questions or something to go to if this happens again. Our conversation was so awkward and I wasn't listening to what the hell she was saying because I was so nervous. I didn't know what to say. Nobody teaches you this stuff. But no, don't worry. If you're growing up today, there's an app for that. You're horny? Just get on Tinder like Adam Levine. And now you can tell by this dude's DMs he's an idiot. But just in case you needed further proof, he asked his side chick if he can name his new baby after her. Now forget about the fact that this isn't even something you need permission for. It's not like asking to borrow some sugar. But you're married and you have a family. You cheat on your wife while she's pregnant with your child and you ask the chick who you're smashing on the side if you can name your child after her. Bruh, that's a different kind of fraud. I wouldn't even want my side chick to know I was that wild. That's how dumb this dude is. He didn't even think there was anything psychopathic about this. Bro, come on, Adam Levine, every time you hold your baby, you're going to be reminded of the time you cheated on their moms. Not to mention, what about when they get older and you kiss them? You're going to be thinking of your Instagram thought. Come on, bro, what's wrong with you? What about the fact it's not even a good name? Her name is Sumner, not Summer, Sumner. Matter of fact, now that I'm saying it out loud, it's a stupid name. Who came up with that, Sumner? And I've never heard that name before in my life. If my girl had that idea, no chance I'm letting her name my baby Sumner. Get the fuck out of here. Where'd you come up with that dumbass name? And just like Ime Udoka, Adam Levine has a fucking Victoria's Secret model wife at home. And I'm not making that shit up. She really was a Victoria's Secret model. Bahati Prinsloo. I hope I'm saying that right. Bahati Prinsloo. Look at her name. Of course she was a Victoria's Secret model. Hadi is in her name. Bahati. And I like that name ten times more than Sumner. Name your baby after their mother. Bahati. What's wrong with you? It's guys like Adam Levine who give fellas a bad rap with some dumb shit like that. But I'm not surprised. He is who we thought he was. <laughs> Shout out to Coach Dennis Green. Four picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What did you see about the Bears? Uh, we shut them down that way? No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. But Adam Levine, a fucking idiot that grew up good looking and can read lyrics they write for him while following a tune and melody. If you really want to laugh, Google Adam Levine feminist and see how much shit pops up. 
all these interviews where he says he's a feminist. Adam Levine dedicating the song Girls Like You to the feminist movement. Listen to me, ladies. I support you. You have no bigger supporter than right here. I have a mother and women I love in my life. I don't want anyone mistreating them. It would break my heart. But if a dude goes out of his way to call himself a feminist, watch out. If you see a guy wearing a feminist t-shirt like Adam Levine, it's a red flag, sweetheart. Why are you virtue signaling so hard, bro? It's like you're trying to prove a basic-ass point. His dumb ass would pick a cause that's obvious as fuck, too. I'm against racism. Oh, good for you. Who, who's against that, bro? So, like I said, it's been a tough week for us, fellas. What else? Oh, okay. It's been a tough week. But I know Nick Cannon is going to hold it down for the XY chromosome, right? Fucking Nick Cannon even let me down. So before we get into Nick Cannon, let me set this up this way. Guys, I'm someone who's not ready to be a father. And I know I'm not ready to be a father. And that's for several reasons. First, I come from a broken home. And I truly believe a child needs a male and female influence in their life. What's that saying? It takes a village. I truly believe that. And there's way too many kids growing up with single parents these days. So I want to make sure I'm seriously committed to the person I procreate with. But I'm also selfish. I want all my time to myself. And especially I'm into my career right now. I don't come for much. And I don't want to be struggling with a baby to feed. So I don't feel I'm personally or financially responsible enough to bring a life into this world. That brings me to my man, Nick Cannon. Nick out here shooting like a cannon, bruh. My man don't miss. Nick Cannon has nine kids. And is expecting his 10th. And of course he is. My man out here shooting. Just sperm everywhere. Shooting. Gushing. Looks like a mayonnaise waterfall. Ladies, you can get pregnant just by talking to my man. Nick Cannon will fill you up with some mayonnaise. Nick Cannon out here hitting harder than Aaron Judd. But no, I was always a big defender of Nick. Because there's almost a part of me who gets it. Now think about it. If you are someone who is put together well and have the financial means to support a fucking basketball team of children, then why not? Elon is out there doing the same thing. He's having as many kids as he wants. I'm sure he loves his kids and they give him so much joy and fulfillment. And he can support them, right? So why not? It's like those people who can just have a cookie or one slice of cake. I don't understand those people, yo. If one Oreo is good, why not have five? The same thing's got to apply with kids, right? Now, here's the problem. <laughs> one of his baby mamas gets on Instagram 
and says she hasn't slept in days because of her child. And she responds to someone recommending she get a night nurse by asking who was going to pay for that. So, of course, the Internet is letting Nick Cannon have it. Especially everyone like me who defended him and told people just to mind their own business. But on this one, I don't think we're getting the entire story here, bro. I cannot believe she is hurting for money. No way. You bet your ass I believe she's been up all night. That's another reason I don't want kids. Every new parent I talk to says they're barely sleeping. But there's no way Nick wouldn't pay for a night nurse for his girl. I don't believe this one. No. No way, fellas. Fellas, Nick didn't let us down. Everybody stop spreading fake news on my man Nick Cannon. Before he shoots you with his mayonnaise cannon, bruh. All right. Before we go, I want to bring this up. And boy, now that I'm thinking about it, I guess we can keep this theme of it being a tough week for the fellas going. Okay. A few years ago, Jamie Swinston was a star quarterback who won a national championship at Florida State. Coming out of college, there were a lot of question marks swirling around him during the NFL draft. The reason why was he got in trouble for stealing $32 worth of crab legs from Publix. He had the talent and was the best player in that year's draft, but a lot of teams were hesitant to make him the face of their franchise. Now we get to Brett Favre. You thought Sumner was a weird-ass name. Make sense of that. Anyway, Brett Favre. Brett Favre, is he's like this legendary quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He's kind of known as this gunslinger. He took a lot of chances on the field, and some of them paid off. When it's all said and done, on the field, he will be remembered for his longevity and durability. He holds some records in the NFL for consecutive starts and games played, but he also holds records for incomplete passes and interceptions. In fact, 59 more INTs than the second person on the list. Brett Favre is the epitome of how far you can go just by showing up. He had this reputation of drinking too much, taking pain pills, and fucking around a lot. And in fact, it was kind of what made him endearing to a lot of fans. The every guy. That's who Brett Favre was. He wasn't as straight-laced and tidy as Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. So when the Packers wanted to move on from Favre and allow a young Aaron Rodgers to be their new leader, a lot of people, including Brett Favre, made a big stink about it. They started throwing words around like loyalty and why would you get rid of a seasoned great quarterback for a rookie who hasn't even proved himself? You have to remember when this was, guys. Go back to before Aaron Rodgers ever started a game in the NFL. Today, it would be a crime 
to have him riding the bench. But we didn't know it at the time. So fans were upset. How could you treat Brett Favre this way? And it turns out Aaron Rodgers should have been the starter a long time ago. The Packers were right. Matter of fact, you suck at your job if you choose Brett Favre as your starter over Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is arguably the best pure passer the NFL has ever seen. And if you're not a sports fan, think about it like this. If we know what we know now, and Brett Favre is the backup in Green Bay, and I'm talking about just on the field stuff here, and Aaron Rodgers goes down with an injury, Green Bay Packers fans are now upset that Favre is leading your team now. Like, fuck. Now we got this cowboy out here throwing the ball. There goes our Super Bowl chances. And they should have done just that. But whatever. See, that's the reason I love sports. It's strictly a meritocracy. No bullshit. No corporate world stuff. No politics. No none of that. Straight merits. But even though they were right and he was no longer good enough, Favre made a big enough fuss about it and had enough fans on his side that instead of sitting on the bench or retiring, Green Bay allowed him to go play for the New York Jets. Or whatever, right? So Favre gained the system and was rewarded with a brand new massive contract on a team that was Super Bowl caliber. Well, what do you know? While he's there, Favre sends some creepy texts and dick pics to a Jets reporter. And something that doesn't get talked about enough was this was before they even met, she says. And we all gave him a pass. The NFL investigated it and fined him $50,000 for not cooperating with them. Investigators say they couldn't come to a solid conclusion. Favre didn't miss a game. Guess they couldn't match the dick in question. The sideline reporter kept her mouth shut because she says she didn't want to lose her job. A few months later, a couple of Jets massage therapists came forward with similar stories. But hey, who hasn't taken a picture of their dick and pressed send before? Am I right? Hmm? But this time, we can't let him off the hook. Brett Favre, you human piece of shit. You've overachieved and were given passes your whole life. In case you're not caught up with what's going on with Brett Favre, this story doesn't start at a grocery store like Publix. That's petty stuff. Small fish. We leave that for the birds, bruh. To understand this one, you got to be in the know in bureaucracy, government, and federal tax dollars. It starts with something called TANF. TANF is temporary assistance to needy families, otherwise known as welfare. This money is allocated for poor families and the less fortunate. But many Republican-led states don't believe in the idea of just giving money directly to the needy. 
Maybe they think it would be abused or who knows, maybe taken by someone who didn't deserve it. Who knows? But TANF money comes from the federal government. So these states have to do something with it or else it's just sitting there. It's not state dollars. It's federal dollars that's allocated to each state. So what Mississippi, where Brett Favre is from, would do is give the money to nonprofits and charities whose mission is to help the poor. Now, this is where all the fuckery happens. One of those nonprofits is called Favre for Hope, started by our own hometown hero. And you know what? Good for him. Because Mississippi is statistically the poorest state in the country. So they can use that. But instead, through his charity, Favre stole upwards of $8 million from the state's welfare fund. More than $5 million was for a volleyball stadium at the University of Southern Mississippi, his alma mater and where his daughter was a volleyball player. For his part, Favre says he didn't know that the money was for poor families. Even though he sent text messages asking if the media could ever find out about it. That's about as clear as you can get, folks. A few million dollars were fees for speeches Favre would give. I'm sure that's good money spent, right? Maybe he could motivate the poor to get off their lazy asses and go and get it like he did. Only problem is he didn't give any of those speeches, but was paid the speaking fees. Favre has to be one of the richest people in Mississippi. He earned $138 million just from playing in the NFL. He also earned millions as the face of Wrangler jeans and has several other endorsement deals like Gatorade and some fucking rip off like sling thing. You guys remember those commercials? It was like a copper arm sling or something that if you had like a sore wrist, it would help you out with that straight bullshit. But that's exactly why he's a human piece of shit. Stealing from the poorest families when you're more fortunate than 99% of your home state is an unforgivable offense. That's your legacy, Brett Favre, not the face of Wrangler jeans. No. Jamie Swinston was a poor college kid who was accused of stealing a meal. And NFL teams and scouts said he had character issues. Now, I hate to go there, but I'm going to. I'm going to. Because what's the only difference in Brett Favre and Jamie Swinston? Will you tell me what would happen if a black quarterback or anyone who was not white was eating Vicodin-like Skittles, sending unwanted dick pics, and stealing millions of dollars from the poor? You tell me. Would we just say, ah, that's just Brett? He didn't know the temporary assistance to needy families fund was for the poor. He just wanted a new volleyball stadium for his daughter's college. 
He's a great father. Poor people like volleyball too. Come on, it's fun. Favre has repaid a little over a million bucks, but nothing's going to happen to him. That's what the rich and powerful do. It's the sleight of hand. Look over here while I rob you from over there. Guys, I've stolen before. Yeah, I've stolen before. Me and my buddies used to go to the CVS down by my house and take candy bars. I didn't know any better. I was a kid, maybe eight, nine, ten, and I just wanted candy. So I would just hide a Snickers in my pocket until we got outside. And we all did. Nobody told me it was wrong. I was raised by a single mom who had three boys to feed. She was literally at work all day. My mom was working her ass off. So I didn't know it was wrong. So yeah, like Jamie Swinston, I stole food too. But you know what I never needed anyone to tell me was crossing the line? Stealing from the poor. Maybe that's because I was the poor. I think I hit on to something. Yeah. Hey. Maybe that's why I knew better and Brett Favre did. And folks, we all know what the fuck I'm saying here. I don't deserve a cookie for telling you what he did was wrong. It's like Adam Levine with his racism is wrong, saying basic ass shit. We know what he did was wrong. The only reason I'm talking about it is because this story is not getting the attention it deserves. It's not even getting as much attention as the Jamie Swinston crab leg story guy. I wonder how much fuckery is going on behind the scenes there. So going forward, this is your fucking legacy, Brett Favre. And we shouldn't see a volleyball bounce once over the net at that new stadium in southern Mississippi until every penny stolen from the temporary assistance to needy families fund is paid back. Then you can get back to enjoying what you stole at the University of Southern Mississippi. Boy, talk about ending on a downer. I was not planning on that going that way. But all right, that's the show, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Do me a favor. Leave a comment and rate the show. It's a little thing from you, but it helps support what I'm doing here in more ways than you know. So thank you. Also, follow me on Instagram at the Eli Azo. I will see you guys in the next one. Peace. <laughs>